Wizards fans, welcome to another edition of Off the Bench with our new sponsor, Alibaba Group. Uh, we want to thank BioFreeze for a great year, uh, but we have a new sponsor. It is Alibaba Group, um, and there's no read involved, so thank you again to Alibaba Group for that. Uh, Zach Rosen here from WashingtonWizards.com with Chris Gehring and Blair Berry. Uh, Coming up on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the preseason uh, as we've played four games, uh, go through you know what's been going on with practice, rotations, uh, the roster, and on the other side of the break, we'll have an interview with former Wizards center Jason Smith, who will be doing some pregame and postgame work with NBC Sports Washington this season. You can catch him uh, on the home opener in studio, or sorry, not the home opener, the season opener in Dallas he'll be in studio uh in Maryland for that uh, so make sure if you weren't already tuning into the season opener you have another reason to with Jason Smith but it was great catching up with him guys um but before we get to Jason uh we've played four preseason games already and I can't believe we only have one left season starts uh, by the time this gets out basically a week from when this is coming out on Wednesday uh but what have your impressions been of the team and uh any other takeaways you have? I think to start, we, we knew that Bradley Beal is going to be, obviously he's the leader of this team, and he is going to be the on-court, the scoring leader, the vocal leader, the uh, take, take young guys under his wing leader. I think that in practice and in games, we've seen that bear out and, and kind of exactly how Coach Brooks and, and I think the organization want that too. Uh, on the court, obviously, we he's looked good. He's hit shots. He's scored a lot. He's uh, distributed, found other guys. And I think that whether or not he'll be ready is, is not a concern. I think we know that he'll, he'll be ready to go on opening night and, and be ready to take on a big load for this team this year. This, the second storyline I think that's, that's obvious when you pick a guy in the lottery like Rui is how is he adjusting to the NBA game? And by all accounts, listening to Coach Brooks, listening to – to Brad, some of the other vets, he's really kind of found his way already in this team, and I think it's been really easy for him just because his temperament is so easygoing. He's a sponge. He listens to everything, maybe even too much at times. I think that as he grows in this team, I think they hope that a leadership role kind of is carved out for him as well, uh, just because he's a lot is going to be expected of him as he grows. But I think that we've also seen behind the scenes the side of him that he he definitely has a little bit of fun he jokes around with guys I think that's in him and I think as he kind of gets growing into the team and gets to know John and Brad uh ish CJ all the other vets on this team IT that that's going to come out a little bit more but I think his game is perfect for this team and we're going to see we're going to watch that grow it's going to be probably the biggest storyline of the season outside of just how how high and how big Bradley Starr can get I think obviously the the second storyline is Rui and, and that started really really well I think he's had a great start to camp by all accounts going off of Brad being the veteran it is interesting to see his role and how it's developed especially with this squad being younger but another veteran that I feel like has also really stepped up and kind of taken the coaching role is John Wall he is a player who Obviously, his return is uncertain, but he's rather than stepping back from the team, he's kind of taken that coaching role and taken the players under his wing. And you can see on the sidelines, he's giving these young players tips and different things that they can do to transition and adjust their game. So that's another big veteran who I feel like has stepped up to this young squad. 
I think this team has already shown, like, in New York on Friday that they're just going to play really hard all year. And they might not be as talented as the opposition, but if, you know, their opponents take them lightly, they're going to beat them pretty bad. Um, it kind of reminds me of how the Brooklyn Nets were a few years ago before they really started, you know, acquiring the necessary talent to compete, which they did over the summer, uh, drafting well and all that. And I just feel like the Wizards are already forming an identity before the season starts, which they haven't done even, you know, the year they were in the playoffs in the second round, like three years ago. They they didn't have that going out of camp and out of the preseason, but this team is just going to play really hard. Um, they're going to, you know, force you into mistakes. Deflections, I've noticed, like they just have – they're pretty long. Um and, yeah, I mean, you guys touched on a lot of the storylines. I also think Isaiah Thomas has been really great on the bench for them. Uh, he's, like, made sure they're up and, you know, cheering on their teammates. Um, but it's just been great competition. And hopefully, you know, IT comes back soon. Troy Brown, CJ Miles, Jan, and we'll see about John. But, like, the injury bug has really sucked, but I think they've made, made the most of it. Um, and, you know, the game against the Bucks. I wanted to talk about really quick, like, he missed seven free throws, but he still had a double-double and had, like, seven offensive rebounds. And I was talking, you know, we have the Wizards Global podcast with Zach Akumar, Japanese uh, digital correspondent, and I said, imagine if he makes those free throws. Everyone's going to say, wow, Rui had a breakout performance against the Bucks," And that's just all it was. It's He can kind of do a lot already. He's solid. Um, I think that's been encouraging. Davis Berton's ability to shoot has been really encouraging. I mean, we knew that, but to see it um, – and just the, the presence of the, the veterans impacting the younger guys has been great. Um, one more preseason games Friday. Got the season opener next Wednesday. What do you guys want to see kind of before the season starts, you know, on, off the court, moving forward? Yeah, I think that I think that Coach is really going to try to lock in. I mean, this is the part of preseason where it's time to really figure out, like, when they go to Dallas, who are their guys? What kind of rotation do you want? That makes this week of practice, they've got a lot of time before they get out for their final preseason game. That makes that really important. It's obviously it's a last, it's a last chance for some of the younger guys that are trying to earn spots, uh, and that's certainly true. But I think that it, it, it's, it's going to be really time to nail down outside of Brad and Thomas, who he talked about at Media Day being the two locked-in starters, um, and probably Ish Smith as well, who – who starts with them? Who's the first person off the bench? Uh, how do they all work together? And, and I think the good news is that, we, I mean, you mentioned Davis Bertans, and I, I think all of the veterans, the character makeup of this team is so strong. Um, the selflessness of really everybody that we've gotten to talk to and get in, uh, be around, be in practice, the coaching staff, I think it's going to make those decisions probably pretty hard for coach I think that he's going to have a lot of options of guys that can contribute in different ways and it's going to be figuring out now as you get to Dallas and it starts to matter um, just how you want to play different matchups who's who's good in different in different ways against different teams and that's the interesting part where we'll we'll find out I think we'll get probably a, a maybe a little taste of it in this final preseason game and it'll be very very interesting to hear after that game coach's comments and, and how he evaluates that because we kind of head into really game week game planning knowing opponents things like that that you really don't focus on as much in preseason and in preseason it's really just all about what you're doing how you can grow as a team your identity your style and then now it's gonna flip and you have to start game planning and you 
have to start watching film of opponents in a different light and, and be really critical. That's going to be very interesting, and there's going to be a lot of rookies, a lot of young guys they're going to rely on that are going to need to adapt to that process very quickly. Yeah, solidifying a lineup, a consistent lineup, is definitely a big thing that will have to be figured out come Friday's game. And I think, like you said, Chris, it is going to be very hard because a lot of these players, especially the young ones, they've been stepping up, they've been gritty, they've been working hard, um, getting back on defense. So that's definitely going to be something that is going to be hard to determine. But I'm excited to see what the outcome is going to be because, like I said, these young players, they've come out, they've come hard, and they're all very talented. So however they come out, I think the outcome is going to be good. And the good news is that that consistent energy is is really, I think, what the veterans, what the coaching staff are really looking for out of the new additions. They, If they bring that and they bring defensive intensity, like you said, getting deflections, playing hard, um, being a nuisance. We saw Mo Wagner do that against the Bucks. Um, I think if, if they, at a baseline, can accomplish that, then that's going to make this team hard to beat on off nights. You won't be able to take an off, a night off against them. And then whatever growth comes from there um, is kind of icing on the cake for this year. We'll have some more podcasts, you know, before the season starts. Definitely a season preview uh, and kind of break down the league overall, something that I don't think all of us have really even thought of yet. I mean, it's going to be an open season um, in, in terms of competition. There's going to be a lot of moves that teams are going to try to make and, and all that. Uh, but before we get to all that, uh, coming up on the other side of the break, we have an interview with former Wizards big man Jason Smith. All right, on the line we have former Wizards great. I'm going to call you a former Wizards great, Jason. Jason Smith on the line, uh, now doing some pre- and post-game work with NBC Sports Washington. Uh, Jason, how the hell are you? I am doing great, man. It's, it's been a while. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I thought you might have forgotten about me, but hey, I'm back. <laughs> I mean, a year ago, you were still on the Wizards. I know. It's crazy to think that just last year, I was on the Wizards, and then I go here, I go there, I bounce all over the place, and then I'm just slowly coming back to see you and talk to you guys. Uh, Yeah, so can you just kind of take us through what the last year's been like? I mean... Unfortunately, you were in, what, three different places, you know, traded a few times. Just what's it been like for you and your young family? It was uh, it was a whirlwind, roller coaster um, wrapped into just a bunch of chaos. Uh, I went from D.C. up to Milwaukee. It was, it was crazy because I've never been traded mid-season. Mm-hmm. And to have that happen and all the logistics that go into moving, not only yourself, but your family, your kids, finding new schools, all this. And then as soon as you get situated in the second spot, they're like, oh, by the way, we traded you again. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it was uh, it was a long, long season. And I wish I could get that sour taste out of my mouth and get another NBA season out of my belt. But until I get that call, I'm going to do a little uh, sports broadcasting up with the NBC Sports guys up there in D.C., so I'm looking forward to it. What is that? I know, I know that you still have to get on the air and you still have a lot to do and, and learn in the new TV role, but what has that adjustment process been like? And, and the, MB, the MBPA has like workshops and 
uh, off-season projects for players in that realm, correct? Yes, yes. And I've done both of those workshops. I've done the uh, it's a player broadcasting program that they did up at Syracuse. Now, I'm not sure that they do it at Syracuse anymore. I think they do it at the Players Association headquarters in New York now just because they have the space to do it up there. Uh, I did that then because I completed that they gave me kind of a graduates program of doing the top 100 camp down in Virginia um, I think you guys came down there and sent a TV crew down there to kind of follow me around and when they did that I was like alright you guys can film me and do whatever you need to do to get your footage but don't bug me I'm really trying to focus on concentrating on what I'm doing because I don't know what the heck I'm doing <laughs> but I completed that it was it was kind of a next step next level going through a production meeting going through the chaos of the beginning of the game the middle of the game sending it to post-game stuff an interview of the most improved or most viable player at the end of a game and then kind of sending it out and back to the studio it was it was uh, a little rough but uh, it was kind of a crash course for everybody and it was a good experience for me overall and that's why when I kind of got the call from NBC Sports down in D.C. that, hey, we'd like you to come in and do some pre- and post-game. I was like, what? You want me to do, huh? I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, I guess I could, I could try and make up a few sentences about me knowing what basketball is. I don't know. I've, I played for 12 years. I, uh, okay, okay, I could do this. And Jason, uh, do you know, like, what your role is going to be then? Obviously, you're on pre and post, but, like, how many games you're going to do? Like, are you going to be at home games? Are you going to be in the studio for road games? You know, that's a great question. Uh, I don't really know how many. Uh, I think it's scheduled for 10 with the possibility of doing more. I'm assuming that's like, well, we'll give you 10 games, and if you're good, we'll give you more. But if you stink, eh, we'll give it to 10 games. So... <laughs> Uh, we'll see how that pans out. And then at the, I think it's base majority is going to be at the studio. Okay. Uh, I think there might be a couple games that I go to, actual in-arena games. So if I see any of you guys making faces at me on camera, just know that camera will go off and I will come find you. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll make sure to take photos of you and, and text them to you for old time's sake. Yeah, that's right. Oh, we know, we still know our role. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And obviously, last season, you were kind of, during this time, you were preparing for preseason, and now we are more on the television side. So how has that transition been for you? Oh, man, it's been weird because the last 12 years of my life, I've been preparing to go into an NBA season or getting out of a training camp or doing something basketball-related. Now, the transition has been, hey, let's wake up with the kiddos in the morning. Hey, let's take my daughter to school. Hey, let's take care of my son while my daughter's in school. It's It's been weird. I've been kind of missing basketball, but at the same point, it's been nice to spend time with my family, spend time with my kids. So it's not all bad. And I think that as I continue to do it more, I, I still have the, the desire to play, and I still am keeping that door open. But if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with that. 12 years of playing my body is not screaming at me saying hey you need to stop but it's also kind of not like oh, you need to keep on playing I'm, I'm very satisfied with my career I've made enough money to live life comfortably and I have a beautiful family I got two beautiful kids I got a beautiful wife it's it's something that I uh, I, I feel like I'm asking for more than I actually need but at this point I'm I'm happy 
what's it been like as as a observer getting ready to talk about the NBA on TV? Obviously, you've been in the NBA, like you said, for 12 years. How much have you tried to observe maybe, you know, other other former players that are on TV, guys that you've talked to that have kind of gone through this learning curve before of like, I've been here, I've been on the court. I, I literally know the ins and outs of this game, but now I have to actually talk about it on TV when there's a camera and lights and all the other weird stuff, people, maybe people talking in your ear at the same time, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, that's, those are the things that I'm going to have to get used to. It's going to be tough to have multiple people talking into my ear while I'm trying to talk. But at the same point, when I'm talking out on the camera, I have to kind of dumb it down or make it relatable to the person like I'm having a conversation with somebody who doesn't know anything about basketball. So it's, it's going to be a learning curve and a learning process, but I'm, I'm willing to take that, and I'm, I'm really, really thankful to NBC Sports and the, the production team and the, the producers and everybody kind of taking a chance on me um, just to kind of get my foot in the door and see if I do like this and see if I can run with this and make a, a career out of it post-basketball. So obviously you'll be talking about the Wizards a lot. Uh, Have you started to do some homework? Have you, you know, called Coach Brooks to get the scouting report, talked to Brad and John, Jan? I need to get a scouting report because I think there's only hmm, maybe three or four guys that I remember from last season. And then it's a brand new roster, which I'm excited for. Uh, I think the the D.C. sports area should be excited for it too. It's going to be a team that's going to be – going out there playing hard every night coach brooks is going to expect that i think with the veteran leadership of john wall and bradley Beal kind of sitting out there no matter if john is playing or not he's going to be able to give those experiences to those young guys and kind of tell them what they need to expect from coach and from going into road games and whatnot Jan mahimi is still there he's a great veteran presence cj miles i mean you, you think that the team is just brand new with a bunch of young guys but these guys are going to get great opportunities to go out there and have experience. And that's something that you can't really put a, put a number on. Um, a lot of the young guys, majority of the time, if you go into a veteran team and you're a young guy, you may not get any playing time. Well, this is going to be the opposite end of the spectrum where we have a ton of young guys that are going to get a ton of playing time. And coach is going to have to figure out who he's going to go with on any given night. You were you were a veteran in a locker room when Bradley Beal, obviously John, um, were really coming into their own as leaders of this team. Obviously, at the outset of this year, Brad is going to be really that guy, that the leader um, with the ball in his hands, the leader in the locker room, on and off the floor. How how did you observe him growing on that off the floor part, the part where he's got to take guys under his wing? And, and really, um, you know, in addition to carrying the load on the court, really be the the voice of everybody when 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 no one's watching and when you're not on on camera and on TV. Yeah, I think it's I think that's a great question. Just because Brad is coming into his own, he is an all star caliber player. He's proven it back to back years now. He goes out there every night and gives it his all. He leaves everything out there on the court. Um, He's done an amazing job while I was there in Washington, just coming into his own of being a leader on the practice court and the actual game court. Some guys go out there and they play 30 minutes a night and they may not go out there and practice the next day. He's out there getting extra shots up. 
he's going hard as as can be in practice and he's really kind of showing his leadership as a he's going to go out there and show you what you need to do it's not oh man this guy's going to show up to play games and, and that's it he does it all from the weight room to taking care of his body to going out in the community as well and really giving back to the community so it's, he's an example that i think the washington wizards are really going to put forth to not only the young guys but guys that they're going to go after in the future like hey this is this is washington basketball this is who we are and that's bradley beal right there jason uh i know that you went up against thomas Bryan in practice before he was really unleashed um what do you think like his ceiling is because it's you know after only one year in the NBA where he was basically a rookie again he kind of burst it out onto the scene and now he's basically you know Brad's second option at the moment um, what do you really think his ceiling is you know it's tough to say that because he's a guy who continues to work on his game and, and for a big guy with a high motor you want to see him develop a shot well he's developed that so it's just for him to get an opportunity to play in the big time games and play consistent minutes i mean it was uh, maybe midway through the beginning of the season last year where he got an opportunity and that was like an eye-opening experience for him because that was the first time for him to get major minutes major playing time and he ran with it he did a great job now this year he has to continue that and continue to grow and not be satisfied with what he did last year this is a what have you done for me lately leak and i think for him he he's not going to be that guy who's like oh i had a great year last year i'm just gonna sit back and relax i got a new contract no 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 no. that's not in his dna he's a guy who goes out there and works hard every day in practice every day post-practice pre-practice in the weight room he's he's another one of those guys that has a great motor and great energy to go out there and and be a better player every single day. And I know that the coaches and the coaching staff are going to continue to work with him to continue to make his skill get better and better as he goes on. You haven't really been around the rookies, obviously, but I'm sure you've seen some tape on Rui. Um, and, of course, Rui! yeah, and, uh, and Admiral Schofield uh, and some of the other rookies, Garrison Matthews, Justin Robinson. Um, but, have you been in? I feel like Rui kind of has that mid-range swag that you brought when you were here. Oh man, he's got a little bit more mid-range swag than me because he's he's got a nice little package where he has a little isolation game and he gets people on the elbow where he can't be double teamed and he uses his body. He's great at using his body to get a little bit of space to give him just enough to get the shot up and he is very consistent at it so far. What I've seen in summer league and the preseason games. I think he's going to do really well. His his biggest thing is that he's any player going from college to the pro level is that the amount of games. How is his body going to hold up? How is he going to hold up uh, mentally going through this city, that city, every which city? But he's done a great job in the preseason, and he did a, had a great summer league. I think with all the other young guys, it's uh, like I said before, it's going to be opportunity after opportunity. This is a, a great time for those young players to figure out, hey, I need to create a name for myself. I need to go out there and be consistent at something. And whatever that is, you got to do it every night. You can't do it one night and then not show up the next night. That's not what this league is about. You have to have some sort of consistency. Is, is that one of the maybe not the hardest thing coming from major college basketball to coming to the NBA, but 
is that in your experience too is that the hardest thing kind of learning like this is this is actually my job now i have to do this every day at this elevated level and figuring out all the little things that you have to accomplish personally to 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 do that does that is that learning curve maybe the hardest part i know that guys talk about it all the time but is that kind of the hardest thing for sure it is one of the most difficult parts of coming into the nba is realizing that hey we can't you can't take a game off you can't take a night off you as a young guy coming in you can't take practices off you have to come in and know that whatever practice is on at, at dc it's a little bit later because of traffic love, love traffic. <laughs> now practices are going to be at 11 o'clock well practice doesn't start you don't get there at 10 30 when you're a professional you get there nine o'clock you get in with the trainers you get your body ready to go out there and perform the way that you're supposed to perform and then with a lot a lot of the young players now the science of it is all about recovery and taking care of your body the training staff does a great job of doing that if you're willing to work with them and put the work in doing that training staff work getting the on-court work before practice then going through practice then doing more court work after practice then back to the trainers to to maintain and take care of or ice or stretch or whatever you might need and then going and doing it all over the next day it's it's a routine that you just get into you get used to it your body gets used to it you think that your body can't take it but your body will surprise you and you you put your mind to it mentally it's the hardest part of just saying to yourself hey i need to do this i need to do this and it's not your coach saying hey you need to come in and get shots it's you you are your own professional you are your own i guess coach in in a sense because once you get to the professional level you have to motivate yourself to go out there and do it you don't have a coach begging you to go to class you don't have a coach begging you to come in and get workouts they're like if you want to get workouts in and you want to get better i'm here Mm -hmm. and then that's something that the young guys need to learn right away and the faster you learn that the better off you're going to be how do you feel about ish smith taking your last name and number oh man when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, Tommy's going to give me a call. <laughs> and then I saw the jersey, and it was hanging up in the locker. I was like, that looks a lot smaller than Bradley Beal's jersey. I don't know. That's my jersey. So I was, uh, I was a, little, it's a, little, a little surreal moment to see somebody uh, with Smith and 14. But I'm happy for him because he's a great guy. Uh, he's a guy that goes out there and works hard. He's a go-hard energy player. Um, I think he's going to be a great addition to the Wizards, to be honest with you. And I, I really like Ish Smith. I've always liked him and all the other teams that he's played with, too. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, all those fans who bought your jersey can bring him back for Ish now. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, well, Jason, we appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, we're looking forward to you know seeing you on pre and post, and we really hope that you, you show some face here, too. I mean, come on, you got to come back. Oh, I will be there, guys. I got nothing but time these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for uh, for joining us on Off the Bench, Jason. We'll we'll catch you real soon. Thanks, Jason. Thank you guys for having thanks, me. Thanks, Jason.